all the way. He's, he's been hanging out for a minute, man. <coughs> Ow. <laughs> Oh, we, are, we are doing the check, though, so everybody's actually listening to us do the check. So are you good? Do, you, do your check, man. Oh, I'm check. How's, how's, how's everybody doing? Well, that's all you're doing? Sunday night. It's just a boring ass. Just check, check, one, two. Well, I mean, I, you can on, hear me. I can on, hear give, you. Give, give, me some, <sighs> give me some alliteration for your check. Um, I drank wine one time in my life. That's not... That's, no? I said alliteration. Oh. You know, then, like, like Floyd Flamingo or, you know... Uh, Tila Tequila touches tiny titties too much. Oh, okay. Alliteration. Uh, Robbie Robstetter's Rocksteady. I'll take that. Okay. So we good. We good. We doing yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. We doing all right. We doing all right. Here we go again on another Sunday, bro. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Mad- Madre's Day. And my mom is actually in forgiveness right now. Everything's planned for tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Mom, yes. Mom knows. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, she's the one that planned it. Oh, yeah. She's like, don't, don't come see me on Sunday. She's like, we'll, we'll plan something. Oh, cool. Love you, mom. Right. Spe- oh. Speaking of your mom, I was up that direction today. Oh, you were in Tremont? Yeah, I, I was up there today. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I was not dressed like this. I had my uh, I had my, my, my black Jaggers on, uh, my new Pumas, my black, red, and white Pumas. But I had my, my new Heathen Nation shirt on that I've got. Mm-hmm. My all red one that's got the Mueller's hammer on it. Oh, okay. Went up and saw saw the girl and the kids and dropped off some stuff and they were they were dying hair and stuff. She's like, "Will you run to the store and grab me some milk?" I'm like, yeah, no problem, dude. I because I it's Tremont, so a lot of the people don't wear the mask, so they don't make a big deal about it. Yeah. So I jumped out of the car and didn't even think about it. Didn't have my mask on. <laughs> so I ha- I had my hat on, my red shirt, my black joggers, and my red, black, and white shoes. Okay. Holy fuck. Like grown ass mossy oak camouflage wearing motherfuckers are parting like the Red Seas to get the fuck out of my way. As I walked through the fucking store, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I get up to the front at the the self-checkout thing and I've got both gallons of milk in one hand. And I'm on the other one, like texting, setting up appointments and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And all the registers are busy. And poof, out of nowhere, this girl shows up at the other end at the little kiosk they have right there. She's like, you, you, we'll just, just come check out right here. We'll get you out here real quick. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> they thought you was going to do something Dude, there. Wait, at the it's the weirdest store. thing. It's only when I'm out there by myself. If she's with me, nothing. Not a second look, not a fucking glance, nothing. It's like I'm a chihuahua on a fucking leash. Ho- as soon as I'm out there by myself, it's like I'm a rabid timber wolf just tearing through a flock of sheep. And everybody's just trying to get out of the way. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. So what's up, Tree Mountain people? What's I know, up, y'all? I, I, How you doing? I know y'all out there hearing this. So I mean. a, that's the funny thing is is all the people that I know, like the only one that I've seen that I actually know while I've been up there is Sad Nipples. Oh, and he's even he's on leave right now. He's yeah. not even. Well, I, I saw him before he before he even he left. shipped out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it must have been like a week before he left, but he probably remembers because last time I saw him, I yelled across the parking lot, "Hey, Sad Nipples, what's up, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, other than that, dude, like I, I haven't ran into anybody that like actually that would be like, hey, what's up, man? You know, stop and talk to me. Fucking nothing. Damn. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Dude, I can't go anywhere in that town without running into someone I know. Really? Oh, yeah. I went 11th and 12th grade there, so I yeah. met a lot of people. And it really, if you want to look at it, it really has not changed much since high school. They've added. As you say, from all the stories I keep hearing from people, it ain't changed a whole lot. Yeah. Like, whatever they've added in Brigham, they've added in Tremont. Like, not necessarily the same stores, but, like, 
area wise or whatnot, yeah. whatever they've added in Ogden, whatever they've added here. Like it's not really much of a change anymore. It's just more growing. Yeah. But anyways, semi live studio audience want right. to give a shout out. That's right. We're here in front of the semi live studio audience, semi coherent. He's still the ass. He is still the ass. Yes. Nobody came up with a better yep. safe word. So on, on, on this glorious mother's day, two G's and a mic coming at you. All you folks out there that are uh, part of the Frankie's page, the tattoo page, love you guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. You guys are now officially seeing what's going on with all this. We haven't gone live in a while either I at the shop. So we're trying to do that with everyone. Now, everyone who is listening, I, I want to let everybody who's listening, this is only for the ones on the podcast. Any Frankie's are, are you gonna, people? Are you going to give them the tip? Oh, yeah. Well, right. what's going on? All right. All right. Okay. So anybody who's still, obviously anybody in Utah knows that the mask mandate, it's off. Everybody can go wherever they want, but they're still limiting places. They're still got some restrictions here and there. Well, we've had people walk into the shop with wearing a mask. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start telling these people because they come in and they're like, do we have to wear a mask? I'm just going to tell them yes. And even if I'm not wearing a mask, I'm going to just tell them yes. And if they're like, well, you're not wearing a mask. Well, yeah. You have to. Why do I have to? Because you asked. Were you were you tattooing when I did it to Johnny's client the other day? No. Yeah, she you did it? She come walking in. Uh -huh. and, and Cody's about to go outside and she comes walking in. She got the mask in her hand. She's like, do I have to wear this? And I looked dead at her. I was like, since you asked? Yeah. <laughs> and Cody lost his shit. <laughs> and she just looked at me. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, since you asked. Yeah. And I just walked away. I mean, then Johnny came over and talked to her. But yeah, like she, she straight up, she's like, do I have to wear the mask? I'm like, since you asked, you do. Yeah. And she, so, just, she just looks at me like, motherfucker. Because <laughs> the rest of us are just in here wandering around. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah, anybody out there, if you, I mean, if you want to mess with your friends, you can just tell them, hey, you have to wear a mask when you go in there. And even if you're not wearing one, have your friends ask. Yeah. And then when they come in and ask, but they're wearing it. Yeah. We're going to tell them that. Yeah, you have to. Why? Because you asked. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've been flipping through the This Day in History book. I thought the one for today was actually kind of interesting. Like, I'm not going to read it, but. Elaborate on it, though. Yeah. Yeah. So May 9th, 1960, which is kind of fitting that today is Mother's Day. Yeah. Is the day the FDA approved the contraceptive birth pill for women. Birth control? Yeah. May, no. May 9th, 1960 is the day that that was approved by the FDA. Oh, shit. <laughs> A day in history, bro. We're living the yeah. day. I, I will read you this one sentence, though, because it's fucking funny. So uh, let's see. Uh, if they, let's see. Well, I'll just read the whole paragraph. So prior to the FDA approving all oral contraceptives on May 9th, 1960, women didn't have a whole lot of great, great options for controlling their own reproduction. If they wanted to fuck, it was mostly about setting up the kind of barricade and trying to, in, and, saying to incoming ejaculate, you shall not pass. <laughs> Problem is, there there are a hundred, couple hundred million swimmers in each load, so like the storming of Helm's Deep, some of them fuckers might get through. I love the way he writes. <laughs> Dude, I've been reading through a lot of his shit. The way he writes is fucking amazing. It is, huh? He's so much fun to read. It's just like, cool, Here's I'm going to tell you my side of it. Oh, I love it. And good, then he, shit. what did he say? Over 1,200? I can't remember the number. He posted it one day on his Facebook page. Oh, how many how times many he says, fuck in this book? Yeah. Dude, it's, it's. 
About as much as if me or you wrote a book. Yeah. Uh, easily. Sorry, Fred Durst. He outdoes you on your oh, fuck thing. Trust me, this book just fuck. elaborates everything. Fucker, I say fuck more than Fred Durst is. <laughs> fuck him. Jesus Christ. Not him just giving Trent Reznor shit. Fuck that. That was not a beef at all. You know what I what I what beef I did enjoy with Fred Durst though? Which one? Is when he insulted all the Slipknot fans oh. who were who were technically basically his fans too because there's a little overlay in that circle. Yeah, same and, producer. Yeah, and they crucified that son of a bitch for like a year and a half just yep. fucking him up. Who's still bigger? It's still Slipknot. Exactly. Have you seen what Fred Durst looks like now? Yep. Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. There's people who age and there's people who are just dying. Yeah, I was like, bro, that was whatever you did was not healthy for you. Because anybody else from Limp Biscuit, like Wes looks good. Yeah. DJ Lethal looks Ode, good. Otto. Otto looks good. Yeah. It's just Fred, bro. Everybody else was like, look, that's fine. We're going to do the music and I'm not going to get too crazy about it. And Fred's like, I want to do all the coke, all the drugs, all the women, all the alcohol. <laughs> and everybody else was like, no, here, take mine. It's fine. It's We're good tonight. We're good. Like, you know what? Wes is like, you can just have all of mine. I, I'm <laughs> fucking straight, bro. So, yeah. So, but yes. Day in history. Mother's Day, May 9th. I'd like to see Fred, Fred Durst do that rolling, rolling, rolling little hop he used to do back in the day. I bet you he's got hips that aren't good enough to do it anymore. I bet he cracks He's like, ah, shit, I threw my back out. <laughs> shit. I did it all for some painkillers. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck that. Dude. Fuck the nookie. I'll, I'll do it with the pain. <laughs> yeah, I did I did it all for fucking life insurance, man. Somebody pay for my shit. It was weird to hear that Wes was playing for Marilyn Manson there for a while. Dude, Wes has been all over the place. Yeah. You know? Did you ever hear any of Wes's like solo project stuff that he wanted? That big, he what's the big fat? No, there's three of them. Yeah, the only one that I've ever heard of was the big ugly face, or what is it? There's one. Um, yeah, the big, big, yeah, that one is the more the, his, his little rock one. But there's one that he did that's almost like Combi Christ style, like techno industrial. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Do you know what the band's called? Uh, what the group's called? Um, I can find it for you. Okay. Like, dude, Ed, that shit is fucking legit. It's crazy when people do fucking crossovers, or not necessarily crossovers, but where they expand more. Dude, I'll tell you right now, Wes Borland was the most talented motherfucker in that band. Oh, yeah. Easily. I mean, like, I love Lethal, and Lethal produces and mixes some great shit. Wes, hands down, was the most talented member of that fucking band. I like the way he played on stage. Yeah. Dude, he was his own version of fucking yep. Angus Young and all them guys. Yeah. Uh, Black Light Burns. That's the that's another group? That's another one of Wes's. Okay. So there's Black Light Burn, Big Dumb Face. I want to say something like that. I mean, we always talk about if you got questions, you fucking, you got to hit your fingertips. So. Right. Okay. So, well, I don't know if I'd be able to find this but who do you think out there has like the most side projects Ooh. okay now are we talking like full-on like totally different things or just like the bounces all over the place what do you consider that like i if i was to look at it like say with max cavalera he's got soulfly sepulterra cavalier conspiracy nail bomb uh I just learned some shit that I never even knew, and it's very ironic that I made that fucking comment. Reference. Uh, God, what was the other band? Oh, he's got another one, Go Ahead and Die, Yeah, that's coming out right now. And there was another band in between there that I can't recall. But, yeah, he's got a grip load of them. Killer Be Killed. 
That's the one band yeah. that it was. Uh, okay. So not counting other bands that he's been in, he has one, two, three, four other bands. If you count the people that he's been in bands, like he's went and joined up with, because like, is, does Marilyn Manson come yeah, up? Okay, yeah, because it's it's listed here: Limp Bizkit, Marilyn Manson, Blacklight Birds, Big Dumb Face, from first to last. That one sounds familiar. He played he played with from first to last Jonathan Davis and the SFA, Damning Well, Fear in the Nervous System, and then ironically in two thousand nine, Combi Christ. Wow, he is part of them. Hey, okay, it's a feature or something, dude. Okay, I, well, okay. Say for an example, if we were gonna go more in detail, like Tony Campos, you know who that is, right? Yeah. Okay. No, I have no idea who Tony Campos is. Well, no, I don't. <laughs> just okay. He's got projects of his own. Yeah. And then he's also got bands that he's been with. Yeah. He got two Soulfly albums, maybe three, I think, that he wrote on. So those would include him. Okay, so are you you're 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 thinking anybody that's done, that's done any production value plus albums towards the? I'd the, say at the, least the, albums because at, at if, least albums at least because they've had a part in writing that part of their. So if if we're going by <clears throat> like like mixing, producing, writing for other bands and whatever you would consider and, and the projects they have side projects, I'm going to say Trent Reznor. No way. Yes, I've only well, you got what Skinny Puppy, or no. Well, he's he's got Nine Inch Nails, which is a constantly revolving band. Trent Reznor has written and produced and mixed tracks mm -hmm. for damn near everybody. Oh, well, yeah. If, if anything that's, that's, I mean, like, I'm even talking like some pop shit and some movie shit. Trent Reznor has serious credits. So he's got a lot of side projects. Yeah. Oh, I've seen his name on score on a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's... It, it, like there was there was Danny Elfman and then boom Trent Reznor because I mean Trent Reznor has you know uh, credits on three hundred he's got credits on um, shit there's I think recently I've seen like four or five other movies that he's got uh, sound design and shit on mm -hmm. and stuff like that I, there's even video games he's got credits on hmm. yeah I've, Manson's got the Resident Evil the first one yeah and then Slipknot had a part of it too yeah. Um, Corey Taylor, he's got a lot of Corey, side projects. Corey's, got a, Corey's a busy motherfucker too. Yeah, but I mean, you got to think, dude. I mean, Reznor's been doing this since the late '80s. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of the, like a lot of his, like. Do you remember what your first uh, Nine Inch Nail song was that you heard? The very first one I ever heard. Um, Mine's Wish. Really. Really? Like mine was pretty hate machine, like that whole first album. No way. Yeah. Yeah, no. And you know how I heard it? It was the preview for Aliens. You know how they show the part where you know how they when they show trailers, they show all the moving parts or whatever. Um there was that part where Vasquez and that lieutenant or whatever in the event mm -hmm. and you see the aliens coming and they were promoting that and it was just that that like, guitar riff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well it was yeah. coming and I was like, that is a badass fucking riff. And then I saw the video. Yeah. See, the other thing is, is a lot of people don't realize that the original intro to Headbangers Ball, where they flushed and it went down the toilet, that <laughs> siren noise yeah. is an intro to a nine inch nail song. Isn't it that one that goes slower? It's like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. yeah. And it goes <laughs> and kicks over. Yeah. 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 On certain albums, it's the intro to Wish. Okay. Yeah. 
And the funny thing is, is Wish is one of my favorite as as a Nine Inch Nails song holds one of my fondest memories. Because in high school, when Mario Kart 64 was still like the shit, yeah, we used to get stonied. Well, a couple of us would go get stonied and go over to our buddy Jesse's house and play it. And we were sitting down there one one day, and his brother, his brother, his older brother had you know the big old cabinet speakers. And so we were downstairs, and we put that album, and we put Wish on mm-hmm. on repeat, and played Mario Kart. Hi, like three of us were like high as balls, we were like just <laughs> just just staring at fucking Mario Kart. Just so every time that song comes on, like the first thing I see is like fucking Mario Kart. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, dude! And God forbid I'm driving when that song comes on. Oh shit! Because I'm doing thirty over in like the next five seconds. As soon as that shit kicks up, I'm like, fuck yeah! It's bad. Like that that one and Thunder Kiss 65 by mm-hmm. Rob Zombie. If I'm driving anywhere and it's an open road, I'm gonna fucking speed and I can't fucking help it, dude. My foot just my foot just naturally goes and just I'm sorry, I go. I'm gone. How often do you sing to Rob Zombie? <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. How many lyrics do you actually know? <laughs> See, here's the thing to to Rob Zombie, not that much. To white zombie is a whole different story. Like I, I used to know guaranteed front to back every word of Astro Creep 2000. No way. Oh yeah. Damn. Damn. Dude, I fucking love that fucking album, dude. And Lace or she still before that. Fantastic fucking albums, dude. Like I, I, I like Rob and what he's doing. Like Riz Rob zombie. I fucking love white zombie is one of my all-time favorite fucking bands oh yeah they were amazing just everything they did was just so fucking good one guy that i worked with out at lazy boy he's like hey man do you know why white zombie no longer exists i'm like why he's like because rob zombie basically told them that they're all going to hell and so they all got scared and left and so he went and started a new band Like, are you fucking serious? Yes, because Rob Zombie was like, all of you guys, not me. No, no, he was saying everyone. Yeah, everyone's going to hell, but everybody was scared to go to hell. So he was like, yes, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure they were all terrified that they were going to hell. His band. Well, he's it's still a different band because from when uh, what's that album? Hellbilly Deluxe. Uh When that album came out, everybody who's printed on the insert, I. Fuck, there were some creepy ass fuckers. Oh yeah. But yeah, but now it's like John Five is his guitar player. Yeah. And it's like that was the weirdest shit too. Seeing Manson and Zombie at the same concert, but John Five's playing for Zombie, zombie. not Manson. I'm like, <laughs> are you guys even getting along back there? Like, are you guys fighting? And then Twiggy, he's in what? Who whose band is he in right now? Do you know? I honestly have no idea. And he wasn't even one of the original members of Manson, but he was one of the like top members. Nope. That was weird. He was also on uh, some Nine Inch Nails albums too before he became out. So yep. Twiggy. That's how Twiggy and Manson got together. It was through Trent. Yeah. And then him and... Which is funny because if you ever went to a tour that had Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor, usually just Reznor picked the band and that's who played for Manson too. <laughs> Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because, I mean, when Manson first started, he didn't have, like, a set band. He had a couple guys. Well, yeah, he had a couple. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he had a did couple you, guys. But. Did, do you ever see that spot on, uh, was it Headbangers Ball, or was it where they had, he was in the crowd, and they were, like, dancing and stuff, and they finally told me, like, yeah, we're in a band. It's called Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't have no makeup on or nothing. Who was, was it Twiggy that was with him, yeah. man? Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, even in his book, he talks about where he had, like, 
two, three people from the beginning, and then, then he yeah. added more people. Yeah. Okay. He's had a switch up. Uh, uh, I honestly, dude, there's on. He's put out what like five, six more albums in the past decade. Decade. Something like oh that. yeah. No. Nope. Honestly, like I think like the last album of his that I really listened to, like front to back, was oh, was it Mechanical Animals? Damn. Like everything after that, dude, it's been like a song or two. Like the main songs that come out on it, Mob Scene. Well, well not, not even really that. Like, I, I fucking hate Mob Scene. Well, yeah, it's an annoying song. I hate that song. Like, um, like that, actually, that's not true. That very last album he put in, he put out after he did uh, that, the uh, the song that was on the John Wick soundtrack. The album that that's off of mm-hmm. is actually a really dope album. Okay. Because it's not, it's Manson realizing that he can't scream and yell and run around all the time now. So now he's figuring out how to do that Trent Reznor low-key creepy shit. And it's a dope fucking album. You don't know which one it is? Uh, off the top of my head, no. Because, yeah, like, it kind of comes back to that whole thing I was telling you about with Albion, though, bro. Where he was talking about that every every artist or every person basically only has four albums. Yeah. That just outstanding. Who, who's had more than four albums that people just listen to? And know every word from. Okay, so my apologies. It's not his last album because the last album he put out was "We Are Chaos," which I didn't even fucking know out. But it's uh, the "Heaven Upside Down" is the last album that he had that I was like, okay, there's some dope songs on there. "Heaven Upside Down." Yep, yeah, that one. And then the "Pale Emperor" is the one that has uh, the song that did on uh, that was on John Wick. So yeah, those those last two albums weren't too bad. But like "Born Villain," "The High End of Low," "Eat Me, Drink Me." Hi, Hollywood. Yeah, Eat Me, Drink Me, The Golden Age of o- Grotesque, Hollywood, The Last Tour on Earth. Like, none of those I really vibed with. Okay, so every single one that I'm looking at right here, mm-hmm. Hollywood down. The Hollywood had mob scene on it, right? Um, love Song, Fight Song, Disposable Teens. Disposable Teens, yeah. Yeah, Lamb of God, Burning Flag, Coma Black. No, that one didn't have mob scene. That one did not? No, not that I saw. Golden Age of Grotesque. I know there's somebody out there yelling at us right fucking now. What are you guys just talking about? This shit. I swear to God, it was on this fucking album, you fucking fuck tarts. But anyways, just from eating, from looking at this down, I would not be able to tell you what album that song Satan is on. And, but I listened to it. That's the only song I have that's passed. Is is it Satan? Well, Satan, but. Yeah, it's S-A-Y-10. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's on the Heaven Upside Down. That's on like the 2017. Yeah, that's the only song I know from there all the way till Mob Scene and all that stuff. Yeah. No, the, the Heaven Upside Down and the Pale Emperor, dude, are actually decent kind of albums. Anything from like literally from 2015 to 1998, I didn't vibe with. So <laughs> that Satan album yeah. is a good album. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll check that one out. Yeah. Starting with that one. Yeah, that one's pretty good. And the Pale Emperor is pretty good. Okay. But yeah, other than that, dude, like I, I bumped Mechanical Animals. I bumped Antichrist Superstar. Smells Like Children. I was bumping in high school. Portrait of an American Family. I was doing in like junior high. See, and I didn't. Yeah. I heard of Manson when he came out with Beautiful People. Oh, I, okay. I, well, that's that's when most people really caught on to him. Before that, if you weren't going to like Gotham punk clubs and shit like that or underground metal clubs, you really didn't know who he was. Yeah. Like I found him from going to the goth clubs and shit like that. That's how I knew who Manson was. See, it was weird because when I was living in Texas... I moved from Texas in fourth grade to fifth grade 
to Kansas. Yeah. And even in Kansas, like I wasn't really running with like street kids or anything yet until about sixth grade. And I was in a different town in Kansas. But even then, even in Garden City, everybody, like it was my cousins that I hung out with a lot. And they were just listening to a lot of mainstream, yeah, whatever was out at the time. And then when I moved to liberal, it was like all, everybody was just listening to like Dre and all that stuff that was just coming yeah. out in 92. Yeah. 92 was like the biggest year in that one. And after that, when I came here, when I moved here, that's when I finally like touched bass right back on into heavy metal. Yeah. And like even my boy Jody, he showed me the song. He's like, dude, I'm gonna show you this band. You ever heard of Corn? And I was like, I've heard of them. He goes, have you ever heard their music? I'm like, nope. He's like, you have never heard of corn. I was like, well, I've never heard their music. Yeah. And I even that buddy of mine in the art class, he had a little corn pin on his bat on his uh backpack. Yeah. And I asked him who it was, and he was like, Yeah, this and nothing. Didn't tell me about ball tongue and blind. He's like, You never heard of blind? I'm like, <laughs> Nope, never. And Jody played it for me and he played me all in the family with him and Limp Biscuit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the first time I heard Limp Biscuit too. And then he shows me $3 bill, y'all, and everything. And then from there, it was just a barrage of everything. Yeah. Like I started, biggest thing was Roadrunner Records. Oh, yeah. I saw that and I was like, okay, who's on this one? And then Roadrunner still to this day has some yeah. fantastic fucking bands. Slip, Slipknot's still with them. Yeah. Is Stone Sour still with them? I don't know if Stone Sour is a different label or not. I know Slipknot still is. Yeah. And then, but I mean, dude, Roadrunner, Roadrunner has had their fleet running in that fucking. That to me is one of the ultimate. Time, dude, I fucking love Roadrunner. Yeah, they've had all kinds of great bands. They've had yeah. Kill Switch. They've had Devil Drive. Some of these bands are probably still with them. It wouldn't surprise me if some of yeah. them are. Cold Chamber, fucking oh. even Corn went to Roadrunner for a minute. Fucking big truck, man. Yes. Oh. Do you know that right? Corn went to Roadrunner for yeah. a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Limp Biscuit never was. No. And then, but if we have to do any kind of debate, yeah, Limbiscuit to me, they were an okay band. But if you want to just like slim down to one album, I would rather pick Significant Other over all of them. Yeah. I didn't like any of the other I mean, albums. I, I, I would give it, I, I, I bumped $3 bill when it yeah. first came out. I bumped the fuck out of that. Significant Other has all the super catchy shit. All the super catchy shit. Um, Method Man, fucking, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, has all, yeah, that fucking remix with fucking, it's, it's what, it's, uh, Fred Durst, Method Man, DMX. Yeah. On which album? On the the uh, Roland Air Raid. Oh, okay. The Air Raid. I mean, the last track on the deluxe album is, is the Air Raid version of that. It's got Meth and DMX on it. Okay. I fucking, I, dude, that, I still to this day, that is one song I'm like, fuck yeah, I fucking, oh. <laughs> you can hear, hear DMX in the back, just, oh, oh, and just Meth being all smooth and just like, oh, god damn it, so fucking good. Although I will have to say, my favorite collaboration of rappers, and I don't care if anybody wants to get mad about it's this. Space Jam song. Yes. Dude, I don't, I, I don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah. That Space Jam fucking track has some of the dopest shit ever. And they don't even swear. No. They're, dude, they're in there just fucking going. Because you you know that half of those motherfuckers were tore the fuck back. They're like, we going to record a song like we're the bad guys against Michael Jordan in a war and Bugs Bunny? Yeah. All right, cool. Me and Be Real are going to go outside with Coolio and Busta and just get it, fucking tore up and come back and do some shit. But the only thing they tell them, too, is like, okay, there's only one problem. What is it? Try not to swear. Like, if well, you. That's the thing, though, is, is lyrically, all the dudes that are on that track 
can still be fucking straight massacring motherfuckers and not have to say one swear word at all and still be incredible fucking lyricists. And that's why. That's why there's a lot of things that people debate. And I'm just like, no, I'm sorry. And Dude, that that to yeah. me is one of the best fucking tracks one of the ever. Be, the best best collab tracks ever. Yeah. I mean, like, there's what is it? There's the one that's uh, that uh, they did with LL. Uh, that four three two one. That's a dope track. Uh-huh. It's it's it's. Uh, I think X is on there. Method Man's on there. LL Cool J is on there. I mean, there has been a lot of dope there, collabs. A, a lot of dope, yeah. dope collabs, but dude, that that fucking Space Jam song, dude. I'm sorry, like, I, I can hear it in my head now, Busta. dude. I can hear Coolio just right now. When taking over your radio, <laughs> Busta, dude, just Busta just kills it in there. He just like the way he, the video. I I love the video. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah. I don't think Space Jam Two is gonna even come. The, there's close. no way it could fucking touch it. I'm sorry. They it could it could turn out to be. Are you gonna watch it? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. I saw the action figures today. Oh. At Walmart, I saw the action figures and I looked at them. I was like, shit. (laughs) But fucking Don Cheadle's in it. Like Don Cheadle's the bad guy. Yeah. The fuck. Oh yeah. Don Cheadle's way cooler than fucking LeBron is. Fucking let Don Cheadle put the team together. Yeah. I'd I'd watch that if LeBron's like, ha, me and my monster is gonna fuck you up. But Don Cheadle's like, yeah. Just give me a second. And just fucking if Don Cheadle calls you like, hey, you want to come play basketball with me? Like, yeah, I'll be there right fucking now. Doesn't matter who the fuck he is. It's Don fucking Cheadle. You can tell him no. (laughs) Shit. So, okay. You can't even think no when Don Cheadle asks you something. You're like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. I'm not trying to downgrade the movie or anything, but already where they've showed where he converts to animated form. I hate the animation. It already tells me like, no, because Jordan never did. No. Jordan not one and it's like I'm sorry I'm not trying to put Jordan back on this pedestal he's never fallen off on me but that's the whole point though is that it it was it was the people from the real world stayed the people from the real world they just existed in Toon World yes and every once in a while you got to do the arm stretch or some shit like that yeah but fucking Bill Murray shows up and it's still fucking Bill Murray and there's look the only way this movie is I'm going to be really okay with this movie is okay. if Bill Murray shows up again. Oh, that'd be dope. Like, I hope to God that Bill Murray shows up again. Just <laughs> just even if he's just standing on the sidelines, just like, I was here the first time. I just wanted to watch. And he just goes back to his shit. Yeah. Completely fucking okay with it. Okay. So, with that, I'm sorry, but I have, I'm, unless you tell me it's a good movie and that I should at least try to watch it once just so I know what the hell's going on, I have no value to it. I don't, it just doesn't. Look, I, I would tell you this. If it shows up on HBO Max when it comes out and it's free, mm-hmm. I'll watch it. Okay. Now. If, if at any point in time somebody expects me to pay to watch it, I ain't going to watch oh, it. So you're not going to theaters. Fuck no. That. No. No. I'm not like, dude, opening day, I'm going to go fucking see Space Jam. No. New. <laughs> new. Why if, not? If it comes out on HBO Max for free on opening day, I'll watch it on opening okay. day. Otherwise, I'll wait six months to watch it on fucking Netflix or whatever. Okay. But I'm not like, fucking, me and a boy go fucking see Space Jam. No. No, 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 uh-uh. no, if, if the day space jam comes out, I can't watch it like for free. I'll just watch the original one and be way fucking happier about it. Okay. Okay. No, I just wanted to make sure. Cause I'll probably watch it still. I'll support it. I'm not, I, I, will I don't like to watch the show. I'm just not, yeah. I'm not going to go, you know, buy ticket price and snacks and shit to go sit through it. Oh my God. I, I got to tell you something that me and Sam are going to start doing, but it's so great. But first touching base with Michael Jordan. I'm just, I'm not trying to start any debates out there with all these people out there, but I'm sorry to me, Michael Jordan is not just the greatest basketball player who's ever played the game. To me, Michael Jordan is the greatest athlete 
to ever play a sport. And to me, it's just because of who he is as a person, how he presents himself, yeah. everything. So when people sit there and they're like, oh, LeBron, dude, okay, cool. Kobe came close, but Kobe still has his own name. To me, I think Kobe's made his own legacy. Yeah. LeBron, it's just hard to compare. Everybody's always going to be like, well, look at these numbers or look at this. He's got the stats and everything. It's like, yeah, but he's got like fucking five rings in eight different states. How the hell do you? Yeah, look, here, here's, here's the thing. In certain sports, there are great players. Mm -hmm. There are a few players that change the way the game is played. Mm -hmm. One of those motherfuckers is Michael goddamn Jordan. He changed the way basketball was played. Yes. All together as a sport. Wayne Gretzky mm -hmm. played the way, changed the way hockey was played. Mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali boxing. changed boxing. Mike Tyson then changed boxing. boxing. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I just. B Barry Sanders changed fucking football. Yeah. That's what I mean is a lot of people out there would be like, oh, yeah, well, LeBron is. I'm so No. Michael no. Jordan, Look, yeah, still. LeBron's a hell of a player. Yeah. And as I, he's a good player. I, he's dope. He does his shit. Good yeah. for you. Fucking King James. Right the fuck on. He's saying dumb shit on Twitter. Yeah. That's his yeah. thing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe keep your hands off a keyboard. because We've you, talked about yeah. free speech yeah. shit. Yeah. You do some shit like <laughs> Trump does every once in a while and just say some ignorant shit and didn't really get all the facts about it. That's fine. Kobe. Kobe, I put it in a different classification from, from LeBron. Mm-hmm. Because... Kobe knew exactly what he was as soon as he came in. Yeah. He knew what he was. He knew where he belonged. He knew what he was capable of, no matter what anybody said about it. Didn't he? And, wasn't his career high higher than Jordan's? Probably. Yeah, I think it was like In, in all honesty, probably. Yeah. But that's the thing is the first all-star game that Kobe played in, he played against MJ. Oh, yeah. He's played with him he on the court. He played against MJ. And talked shit to MJ. Oh, yeah. And MJ ran his ass down. And after the game, Kobe thanked him for it. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. that, that, that level of respect puts him on a different thing. Because I guarantee you, if LeBron shows up in that same time period as Kobe, and instead of Kobe and MJ, it ends up being LeBron and MJ, LeBron gets pissy about it. And LeBron throws a fit and talks some shit. Instead of realizing exactly what the fuck he just got taught, he's going to talk some shit about the old man. Should you just shut the fuck up? Mm -hmm. There's a difference there. I like the way LeBron plays. LeBron plays oh, yeah. rough ball. Kobe, on everything he did, was a class act. I may not have been a huge fan of the dude, oh, but, but the way he carried himself on the court and off the court... After the first couple of years, because he <laughs> he ran his fucking mouth, which granted he was cocky. Granted, you're when you're that fucking good at something, yeah, you get to talk some shit. Allen Iverson was the same fucking way, dude. He broke a Michael Jordan's ankles. AI said a lot of shit. AI didn't show up for a lot of practices, yeah, but AI showed up for every fucking game and backed up every fucking word of bullshit he talked. And Kobe did the same thing because Kobe would do the same thing that MJ would do to you and run his mouth to you on the court mm -hmm. and then shoot right the fuck over your head. And put every point down. That's a whole different fucking ball game. And then just like MJ, he may have been an asshole. And people he liked with may not have liked playing with him. But he got the fucking results by pushing you. And then when he got off the court, carried himself very well. Mm -hmm. Well-spoken, articulate, always looking good, never saying some ignorant shit. Kept the family separate from everything. Did his own thing there. I got no beef with Kobe 
with the way he carried himself. Yeah. At all. I may not be a huge fan of the dude, but I will put him over LeBron any day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's to me, there's no debate. Not only to me, like I said, Michael Jordan, greatest player in basketball. He is one of the greatest athletes, if not the greatest athlete. Oh, yeah. No, easily. And I, mean, I, like, I like it just because of how he presents himself, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah. like everybody asks him, well, how many points did you have? No, no, no. I missed this many shots. Yeah. I fouled this many times. Yep. Like, it's like he's telling you. He does He does the same thing that Jerry Rice does. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't talk about what he's accomplished. He's like, okay, the shit that always fed me is that I know I missed three passes last game and that I should have fucking had them or that I was a, a, a step too short. That was on me. Not on the quarterback. That was on me. Mm-hmm. That they they hold themselves accountable for what they didn't do and not brag about all the shit they did do. Yeah, which granted, I mean, every once in a while, they still see. There's the pictures of MJ with his rings on and Jerry Rice doing the same thing and shit like that. Yeah, great. You're a fucking. Oh, champ. they've earned it. Yeah, you get to do that shit. That's fine. At the same time, fuck Tom Brady. Still, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck Tom Brady. We'll get into that one I, day. I will never, ever, ever, ever show any fucking form of respect for Tom fucking Brady, and it's. It's not just because I'm a Raiders fan or just because they invented a rule to fuck us to provide for Tom Brady. Just generally overall about everything about Tom Brady. Fuck Tom Brady. That milk toast. What and what the fuck did who goes out dressed like Christopher Lloyd from from who framed Roger Rabbit? Who the fuck wears that? Him. What the fuck? Look. I granted, he used to wear Uggs, and now he's dressed like a fucking Roger Rabbit villain? Yeah. Wouldn't they deflated the balls? Did they also take part of his IQ? <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? I, I can't argue it. I don't I understand just, that shit at all. I, I, I realize I've worn some dumb, ignorant-looking shit, but never once have I purposely, knowing paparazzi or somebody's going to take a picture of me, but I want to look like Christopher Lloyd from Roger Rabbit today. He, 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 and gone out at it and like waved the cameras and shit. But do you think he actually said, like thought that to himself, like looking Dude, like that? I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're over the age of what? 30. Yeah. You know exactly what me saying Christopher Lloyd and Roger Rabbit looks like. Okay. You know exactly what the fuck that image is. Especially, and you, especially with the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you can't put on that hat and that coat and look at yourself in the mirror and be like, no, nah, that's a good look. That's clean. Yeah. I don't look like Christopher Lloyd and Roger Rabbit at all. Not fucking once <laughs> do you possibly. And how the fuck does your wife let you leave the house like that? Like, you can't tell me his wife, who's a supermodel, who's all hip on fashion and shit, didn't go. Um, you, you may want to rethink that or whatever the fuck her accent is. You can't tell me that she didn't say some shit like that. Like yeah. Giselle can't be like, no, hon, you look great. Go do your, go find Roger and kill him. It's fine. She, I bet she, she probably said some shit like that. He probably didn't get it. He if probably he, had no he fucking understanding. Like, well, who the fuck's Roger? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> she, he, See, I, I can't argue it. I, he's I totally, walking out the door. She's like, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, his supermodel wife is smarter than he is. And that'd be sad. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, Tony Romo and uh, Jessica Simpson. Was that was that who he was with? I, dude, I'm sorry. After after I stopped paying attention to anything Jessica Simpson said after her and Nick Lachey had an MTV show <laughs> and the whole chicken tuna of the sea fucking thing went down and some shit like that, I was like, I can't handle that level of stupid anymore. Okay. like, And that's the thing, dude, is like you're married to a member in 98 degrees. It doesn't have to be a huge IQ to not look like a fucking idiot. And they both 
constantly made themselves look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know a lot of that shit is exact. Like I've never once, and I know this may kind of trigger some people, but I've never once watched a Kardashian show. Oh, hell no. Never once. Ew. Okay. Nope. So I watched Kim's porn tape once. Once? Yep, yeah, once. Only? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't a huge Ray J fan. No, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, like, I don't. <laughs> Ray Carew. <laughs> I love when he fucking posted that shit about oh. Kanye when it's all like, talking about, like, who had some first. And he all posted like two blue ribbons or some shit. I was like, oh, fuck. See, I wish I could be in that position to support everyone. Like anything and everything. Food, shows, fucking music, fucking movies, anything, bro. Like I wish I had that power to fucking do that for everybody. But I, how do you do that? I mean, I, 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 I'd want to eat at tacos right now and fucking down the street at, you know, Cabana. You, you just want to be able to show everybody love and support? Yeah. Fuck out of here. Why not? Because there's plenty of people that don't deserve the love and support. Oh, if they the Car- don't. The Kardashians do not deserve your love and support. That's why I say if I had the power, if cool. If I don't, since I don't have the power, cool. I, I pick and choose. Fuck no. Even, <laughs> if I, even if I had the money to love and support a Kardashian, just one. Nah, I'm good. No. I'm fucking good. I would want to see. Many, how many actual talented men has that family fucking broken? Kanye's hanging in there. Look, that listen to this shit that's come out of Kanye's mouth since he was be, became a fucking Kardashian. Okay, yeah, chicken or fish sticks are gay. Um, just look. Hey, j- j- no, no. I mean, Kanye was. Trust me, Kanye was already off his shit. I will give him that. Kanye from day one was off his shit. When he came out with that Jesus Walk album, was he already with Kim or was he? No, not? no. I think that was before. Okay. Yeah, I. Well, okay, just in a sense, I'm just trying to say, you know, if I could. Oh look! I'll let your mom. Yes. Are you busy? I'm in the middle of a podcast. Oh, okay. I'll call you later. Are Are you coming down today? Oh. Damn. Mom's like, I'm done with you. See, I can say fuck right now. And then she, <laughs> she, she couldn't hit you through the TV screen. No, she tried to, though. <laughs> she would try. But no, I just, uh, how would I say it? A more positive side of it, if people deserved it. Like, if, if I guess you could say it'd probably be more on that divine okay. power well, type by, shit. By, by, the same, by the same token, I know I'm being an asshole, but that's the only problem with having the ability to love and support is who do you deem worthy of the love and support how do you decide that yeah what what is your fact unless you are god you yeah what, what, what's your deciding factor on that yeah that i mean if i had to choose obviously it's anybody who's got a good head on their shoulders yeah. but what constitutes that nowadays for everyone well yeah and i mean and like i'll i'll, I'll <clears throat> willingly i've supported a few people here and there in the past year or so that i probably shouldn't have Helped him out with this and helped him out with that, and full full well knowing I wasn't getting anything back. I was there was no if I was loaning the money, I wasn't getting it back, or if I helped him out with something, there was nothing coming from her shit like that. No, but at the same time, as soon as I was done with it, I was like, why the fuck did I do that? That was fucking stupid. They didn't fucking. There was no point in that. But you don't regret it. Like, no, I mean, 
what's done is done, and I'm not a guy that holds on to the past. But, I mean, if I would have trusted my gut, I would have been like, nah, I'm good, click, and just not even fucking worried about it. But for some reason, I was like, nah, come on, help him out. Fucking, you're doing well. You're in a good spot. Help him out. When, in all honesty, it was probably something else, somebody else I could have helped out that was probably much more worthy of it. But that's the other thing is, is I, I am more likely to help you out if you don't. I don't want to say ask for it, but like if you if you're like if you mention it to me in passing or something like that and say something about it and then don't constantly harp on it. But if you constantly ask me, like, oh, you know, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? At that point in time, I'm like, shut the fuck up. If that's all you're talking to me about is trying to get this from me, I, I don't I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. But if you like if you mention it and then we talk, you know, you go on about your life and stuff like that, and then they maybe give it like, hey man, I was talking to you about the other day or something, that's fine. But if every time I hear from you, that's all I hear is like, hey, can you help me? 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 I don't I'm no. Sorry, not not gonna do it. I, I have family. Like I have I have a cousin that I straight up fucking refuse to talk to because every time I see him, he's trying to get money. Every time? Every goddamn time. Yeah. He showed up my he showed he showed up at my parents' house twice and I answered the door before they did. <laughs> and I, I whipped that motherfucker and was like, You here to ask for money? Well, I mean, you know, I'm just having a click the fuck out. You ain't asking me for money and you damn sure ain't asking my parents for money. You can fuck off. I don't give a fuck. Is it is it his grandparents? No. Or it's his cousin. Yeah, yeah, he's my cousin. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Aunt and uncle, could I get it? No, you know what you can do? You can fuck off. Dang. You older than I am. Get your bitch ass out of here. And some people just don't learn either. That's what I'll never understand. It's like, okay, there's people out there who will ask and ask and ask. And not even when you ask them for a favor, when you just ask them something, like it's almost like they'll take it more personal. And it's yeah. like, yo, I, I am changing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do better. And everybody keeps attacking me. And it's like, how do you not see this? Yeah. I'm not trying to attack you. You're the one that's perceiving it as I'm attacking you. So I can just fuck right off and you're not going to understand that. Yeah. So that's what I get. It's like, I mean, I wish, like I said, that one podcast, you know, we, I thought when we were little growing up, everybody was learning the same thing. I thought that's what human nature was. You know, if I was learning about the mountains in Colorado, the Rocky Mountains on this day in fucking Kansas, they were doing the same thing here in Utah. Yeah. I, I now, now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of the fucked up school system, um, have you seen all that shit about them trying to push a more honest, uh, let's say, just an honest retelling of American history and people throwing a fit about it? Who's the people throwing the fit? So they're pushing for, I, I don't remember what, there's a specific thing they're calling it, but they're spending more time, like in, in world history and U.S. history and stuff, you hear, you know, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, maybe four or five other black people in history that, mm-hmm. you, that you hear about, and you get like a day lesson on them and they move on to something else. Well, they're trying to expand the part of American African-American history and for on the part of the black people and the civil rights movement and slavery and giving a more honest and accurate instead of the whitewash version of it into the schools mm-hmm. is what they're pushing for. And I think 
two counties, if this is 100% correct, if I remember, it may be slightly different, but two two counties in Alabama, the state of Louisiana, four or five counties in Florida have put orders in, in place that you can't teach that in school. They're banning you from teaching the non-whitewashed version of history to students because parents, white parents, are showing up and screaming and yelling that they don't want their kids taught that because they don't want their kids to feel like they were born racist. That they're going to get made fun of when they get taught these lessons. They're going to feel bad about their history. Good. Feel bad about the history. Understand how fucked up it was. And maybe that way, if you're taught about it at that age, when you're growing as a teenager, you start to see the distinction in the way things are treated. And then maybe, I don't know, change is enacted. That's how you get it is you teach the future. Remember when we used to be the future? Yeah. yeah. That fucking hurts now, doesn't it? The 80s, I was the future. And now I'm this fucking asshole. Yep. Yeah. We're so, in the future. Yeah. So maybe, maybe if we taught the future these things that are different from what we were taught, and give them more of a knowledge on what actually happened, it actually enacts and promotes change in the future. Yes. And a lot of people don't see that. Because I, I have never once, never once, out of all the people that I know that live over in the UK and the few that I know in Germany, not once have I ever heard them say, you yeah, know, when we were learning about the Holocaust in Germany, I walked home and I was like, God, am I a Nazi? Not fucking once. Have I heard that come from them? They're like, no, we heard about it. We were taught about it exactly about what the fucking was and how fucking horrific it was. And that's why we don't do that shit anymore. Not, I got home and my, I was like, mom, am I a Nazi? She was like, no, Timothy, you're fine. <laughs> it's not, it didn't fucking happen that way. It, and I don't know what they're scared about. We're, we're in a new age now. We're literally in a fucking technology age now. And people are worried about feelings. Cool. Hurt the feelings. Why? Because change there was literally i saw a clip of it i'm sure there's plenty of people that have seen it and it's a it's a it's a fucking blonde haired blue-eyed white lady with a microphone at some fucking school board meeting like just because i don't want my kids taught this doesn't mean i'm not a racist i'm like no it's why why are you fighting against the education of what actually happened in history like why if if you're not a racist if you're not a racist why are you so worried about this like are your kids that fucking sensitive that if they go White people owned slaves and were incredibly shitty people for a long fucking part of history. Yes. And, you know, the system is kind of built on systemic racism. And physically. And, 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 and given the fact that you're white, you have a little bit yeah. of a hand to say about shit in that. Doesn't mean you're responsible part for it. Doesn't mean you're necessarily part of it. It just means that the system that favors white people and you were born white. Maybe take and look at some shit yeah. once in a while, you know. It can help out. Yeah, yeah. Look, at that point in time, that means there's a whole lot more motherfuckers of young minds that get to try and be allies instead of adversaries mm-hmm. for those communities. And I mean, and they're they're not even just talking about African American. They're talking about like uh, like women's suffrage stories and stuff like that. Yeah, like giving the actual narrative of that shit. American history. Yeah, American. You know, you know what's crazy is that we all know this history. It's like it's it's in broad fucking daylight. Yeah. And yet people still no, no, I don't want my kids to be taught that. Are you yeah. fucking serious? Wait, you, you know, what's funny is I, I was talking to the, the girlfriend today and she was talking about she has she hasn't studied in, in a couple of days or something like that. And I was like, fuck, I haven't studied in 18 years. And she's like, what? 
I was like, I haven't studied in 18 years. She's like, you read too many books and too many and watch too many documentaries to tell me you haven't studied. I'm like, that's not study. That's research. Like, that's something that I'm validly interested in that I want to know. It's not like I'm sitting there taking notes. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, but that counts. I was like, no, it doesn't. Because in all, in all honesty, if I went into any standardized testing with the knowledge that I had, I probably have forgotten more whitewashed bullshit test question answers than I've learned actual truth. So if you put a standardized test in me, I probably won't be able to answer most of those fucking questions because I don't know how they whitewashed it to teach the kids in the textbooks. Mm -hmm. The knowledge I have is not institutional standardized testing knowledge. So I'm going to flunk any standardized test that they put in fucking front of me because I don't know their bullshit answers. <laughs> and this is the world. Is fucking stupid. This is the country we live in, man. Standardized testing doesn't do anything. We're one of the few countries that still has te standardized testing. Yeah. You know what standardized testing does? Provides income for the school next year. That's fucking it. It doesn't teach the kids anything they actually need to know. The students aren't being taught shit to help them in the real fucking world. They're taught shit to be able to pass the standardized test to make the school look better so they can get a better rating so they can get more fucking funding that they can probably give to the fucking football team instead of any of the arts, music, or drama classes. Yeah. Have you noticed all the electorals are like... Oh, yeah. They're dropping off like fucking crack. Yeah. Oh, man. It's... And then we, Did you see the new bleachers they built up there? In what school? And your your old school. There's oh, oh yeah, oh, Bear yeah. River. Yeah, they got they got great new fucking bleachers and shit up there. You know oh. what they don't have? A new school for all the new people that have moved moved in. But nope, they got brand new fucking dope ass bleachers and shit. But no fucking new school to help take care of all those new people that are moving in. They're just shoving more fucking kids in that classroom. Yeah, fuck them. But hey, football. <laughs> America. America. Football. <laughs> football. Fuck, fuck your little twinkle toed kid doing fucking Shakespeare and shit like that. If you can't throw a ball at least 30 yards, go fuck yourself. <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> Take you and your jock strap. Fuck off. Learn what iambic pentameter. Just learn how to say iambic pentameter. Just, I want to hear you say that fucking word. Nope. I can say down, sit, hike, no. <laughs> Do you know what a rule is in our house? My kids will sit there and try to say words and I'm like, spell it. And if they don't know how to spell it, you don't get to, you don't get to say words in the house that you don't know how to say it correctly and define it. You need to be able to say it, spell it and define it. If you can't sound it out phonetically and you can't tell me the meaning of it, I don't want to hear it. Mm -mm. I don't want your literally speech every time that you're talking to me because literally every word that you want to say is literally because you think you're being intelligent. And every time you say literally, what you mean is figuratively. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I Personally, like I say, we, I don't care if people get upset because that's what happened with us. Yeah. I'm, I'm, How did we change? I don't care. It's. I don't care. More than likely, you probably need to be offended to have some shit shocked into your fucking system. It's just that fucking easy. You want to really offend us? Pro show us proof. Show us a book of what proof is or whatever. Like, show us some. And if you can prove me wrong about anything I say, I'm not going to be offended. No. You want to offend me? Come up here and send me a text message that's spelled wrong and use the wrong fucking words. That shit will offend me. Come up here and try and have a conversation with me. And speak like an ill-class idiot. Have every other one, yeah, fool. What's up, bitch? Yeah. Just come up here and just try and out-G me all day. That shit will offend me. 
Yeah. When you're trying to say that, no, that's the way it goes. If, if you're trying to have an actual intelligent conversation with me and I can tell that your vernacular, if I say the word you know, vernacular to you and you don't understand what the fuck I'm saying, then no, I'm offended because you refuse to stop learning anything past seventh grade. The last time you read a book was probably when you were in prison. And you didn't have anything fucking else to do. Yep. I don't want to hear your bullshit. No, I don't want to hear no excuses. I don't want to hear no fucking worries. I don't want to hear the whole, well, you just don't know. Cool. Yeah, cool. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's my, well, you, you don't know. Bitch, I do. I do. I, I like to learn shit constantly. I'm always looking at books and, and surfing the internet and go on Reddit and this and cross examine <laughs> that and fucking do this and look at that and watch this documentary about this one. And, oh, this touched on the same shit, so I'm going to watch that. I know shit. You assume shit off of a fucking title you read above a paragraph that you didn't fucking read. Or your uncle told you at the last barbecue you were yeah, at. I don't want to hear your bullshit. If, if you read the title of fucking something you saw on the internet and then you read like the first two sentences like, okay, cool. B- Biden is taking away yeah, our guns. Yeah, no, they said it right there. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear your bullshit. I don't. Unless you can tell me exactly what the fuck. I, I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it. And if you want to have an argument with me because you read a article on it, shut the fuck up. If you read a article and think you get to have a opinion about all of that, nah, son, nah. If you want to have a full opinion on anything, you read as much as you can about that. Don't read a Google result and be like, no, I know exactly what's going on with this. No, you don't. Fuck you and your reptilian conspiracy theories too. Fuck you. You're the motherfuckers we have to worry about, not the reptiles that are controlling the Illuminati. Yeah. We got to worry about motherfuckers that are worried about reptiles controlling the Illuminati. Because I just got done with that fake news book too, and it explains all that shit about even being misinformed. Oh yeah, disinformed. I'm like literally two did you, different. Did you read the psychology of stupid? Shit no, yet? I'm getting ready to start that Dude, one. Dude, that's a great follow up to your fake news book. You'll you'll have, there's gonna be a lot of shit on there that touches just the same way. You'd be like, oh, I get it, because all the shit that they touch on that fake news, they get a little bit deeper on in this. Okay, in that psychology of stupid book. That's the one that right? I wanted to start first, and then do the assholes one. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's a good way to read it. That's why I did too. But yeah, bro, just fucking. I, I mean, when it comes down to it, if people were to ask, like, oh, well, would you would you damn humanity, or would it be like faith in humanity? Like, you know what? If I had to choose a side, it's always gonna be positive. I'm not gonna fucking take someone's life. If I was gonna take anybody's life, it'd be mine, but not suicidal. Yeah, you know. But I mean, we've been asked too. I don't know if this is gonna touch base, but we've been asked in another podcast before. I oh, would you ever take a bullet of that? And personally, like, I'm not going to call it any names or anything, but it came down to the way we presented it. It almost seemed like this person was asking us in more of a racial thing. Uh, like, oh, well, he, he's he's not your same color. Would you uh, take a bullet for him? And it's like, it has nothing to do with that. No, never has, never will. It, nothing. And it, it just we've, We used to walk the streets of Salt Lake, not to sit there and be like, yeah, we're going to go find someone and beat their ass. Crime. No, it was more of, no, 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 no. We need to take this shit off the streets. Get, you know, we're trying to be a positive outlook out there. And like a lot of people, like I say, when they get to that point of like, Oh, well, either you're not with me or against me. Fuck off with that. Uh, yeah. Fuck right yeah. off with that. Nothing so. in the world is that black and white. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the other thing, dude, is like I, I hear a lot of people say, oh, no, I, I don't see color. Shut the fuck up. I, I don't see color. Mm-hmm. 
no, see, see color, recognize the color. Just doesn't mean that they're any different from you because of the color. Yeah. The, the melanin count in their skin doesn't make them any difference from you. Oh my God. Speaking of that shit, um, medical bias, mm-hmm. whites and blacks. Okay. Huge medical bias. Also something that I found out huge, huge, like 25% of medical students think that black skin is thicker than white skin. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I said that right. Okay. Thank you. Um, If you ask a Mexican patient um, about like medicines and stuff like that, more they're they're that they're more likely to not take the pills because of Jesus. Yeah, so, I can see that. So, so that they're not supposed to. So they, they just don't give them the prescriptions because Jesus will take care of them. Is what they think. Okay. And uh, what was the other one? Um, fuck me. If that comes down oh, to anything, and if you if you ask a Native American to rate their their one through ten on their pain scale, they're more than likely going to give you a sacred number. Yeah, so black people have thicker skin. Mexicans won't take your medicine because of Jesus. And fucking Native Americans are going to give you magic numbers. That's medical bias in the schools. That's the students that they surveyed actually said that shit. Where are these people learning this shit? Like, how the fuck are you a med student? And you you think that black skin is thicker than white skin. What directly is that why they're darker? Because their skin's thicker. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like it's it's harder to see through their skin because they're there's more of it. So therefore, it's thick and it gives a darker tone. <laughs> the fuck out of here! <laughs> it's called melanin, you asshat. But I I I I was fucking floored by those statistics. I'm like, what directly in the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, how does that happen? And people want to judge us, bro. Because, oh, well, we don't know how to say this medication that, you know, people use for a certain rash underneath their gooch or some shit. It's like, actually, I probably can sound it out because I well, have yeah. medical training, but, you know, <laughs> fuck them. And, you know, this is viable. Whatever comes out, like all I would tell someone, the next person, whoever's listening, just be positive. Nobody's asking you to do good deeds every fucking day, but. If it makes you feel right that day, cool, do it. If you don't, nobody's judging you. There's no fucking universal rule out there that you have to do so much shit. Just don't be a fucking dick. That's all you have to do. Don't be an asshole, man. If, okay, if you don't like a situation, don't mean it. Don't involve in it. Like, just walk away. Now, if you have to defend yourself, yeah, defend yourself. If you even have to throw a fucking punch, go for it. But if you can walk away from a situation, walk away. Yeah, just- You'd be surprised. Like it, it's real easy to see something and go, uh-huh, and just not engage. Just, okay, that's a thing. And just don't fucking say anything. Yeah. Like, if it's some shit that needs some shit said about it, sure, say something. But if it's just fucktard McGee posting some ignorant shit and talking to hear himself talk, fuck him. Just be like, well, right, you're an asshole, and just keep fucking moving on. And in that book, he was talking about that shit, too, where it's, what was the concept he see, or the terms he used for it? It's basically like a cognitive dissonance. But what it is, is like people who act like, well, 
they should have known. So they, they deserve the pain, like whatever happened to them or whatnot. Like, it's like, they should have known. They, they brought it on themselves. Yes. Therefore it's okay. And so thinking like that is also in a bad nature of like, I mean, people. So basically like, like the victim shaming thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I try not bad. to make any kind of situation for me not feel like, bad. you know, like, Oh, well, if I didn't help them, like, no, I take every day for what it is. Yeah. If I feel like helping someone cool, if not, oh well, and I'm blessed, I'm blessed for Look, some reason. It's, it's, I, I'm more than happy to help most people, but here's the thing. And I think we both kind of realize this about the same time. You one, you can't save everybody. And two, you can't save someone that doesn't want to save themselves. Straight up. I, we will walk away from someone as faster than whatever. I, just cause I can't there's, if if I've if I've tried and tried and tried to help you, and no matter how hard I try, you go back to that same bullshit. There comes a point in time where I can't try anymore because it is taking more out of me than it is ever worth putting into you because you refuse to do anything for yourself. If you refuse, I I can't save you if you don't want to save yourself. You can drown in three inches of water if you refuse to stand up. And if I keep picking you up and you keep laying back down, you're going to drown because there's no fucking point in me saving you from something that you can save yourself from. So basically, if you're not changing it, if we just see that it's it's the same thing as saying sorry Mm -hmm. for the same thing over and over and over and over again, but never fucking changing your actions. Mm -hmm. You can say sorry as much as you want. Sorry don't mean shit if there's not change behind it. A lot of people have too much of an ego. Everybody likes to say sorry. Most of those people that say sorry, one, don't actually feel sorry, and two, have no intention of changing. They just figure, if I say sorry, that puts a Band-Aid on it, everything's cool. No, you can say sorry until you're blue in the face. If you don't fucking change from what you did from that action, it doesn't mean, sorry doesn't mean shit. Mm -hmm. So a lot of you out there who know us personally, and if you feel like, oh, I haven't heard from this person in a while or whatnot, maybe. Maybe I just lost your number. Maybe. Or maybe I'm trying to save your ass. Maybe we've actually said something and you just didn't pay attention. And, you know, it's kind of weird that we actually live in environments where like advice is almost like a daily thing. And even those around just like they'll give the most amazing advice, but they don't take it. And it's almost like, how do you talk to a person like that? I'd even be the person like, cool, I'll shut the fuck up. I'm listening. (laughs) Tell me. Yeah. And I don't think I'm still going to get a clear answer. No. Well, and, and here's the thing, man, as, as, as we, we talk to a lot of people and, and you and I are very similar in the way that we are the people that a lot of, we're the person that a lot of people turn to when they're having problems Mm -hmm. because we will listen. And sometimes we know that that's all you need to do is just listen and they will solve the problem themselves. But also at the same time, we're also the person that will look at you and be like, all right, look, you fucking idiot this is what you're fucking up on change your shit Mm -hmm. and people come to us for that but at the same time we also know that if we're fucking up if we get called on that that's the point of having those friends is to call you on your bullshit Mm -hmm. that's the point of having a homie that's the point of having a good friend that's the point of having family is that when you're doing stupid shit and you don't recognize it it is their job as your friend 
to be like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Pump the brakes. This is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. You're fucking up right now. And if you go, no, it's cool. No, I'm uh, no. I know what no, I'm doing. No, I know what I'm doing. No. And you just walk. Why? Why the fuck? Why? That, that's the same people that when you they try to tell you something and they're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. It's like, what do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Well, see, and here's the other thing is, is I I know a lot of people that apologize because it's what they've been programmed to do from prior relationships. Mm-hmm. That, that it's now after after you you are with a narcissist for so long, there comes a point in time where you've been programmed to certain things. So everything becomes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because you're then validating them because that's what they want you to do, which is a, a thing that is very, very fucking common right now. Oh, yeah. Ma- male and female. It is a very fucking common thing. You can't, you can't say that strictly to, oh, it's only women and it's only men. And that's the other thing about a whole lot of this bullshit is everybody wants to say that all of that is on the female side. There is so much of that shit of men being programmed and abused verbally, emotionally by women. It ain't no fucking joke. Mm-hmm. And any dude that's like, no, that can't happen to me. Shut the fuck up. I bet you it has. You didn't fucking know it. You have damage that you carry with you that you didn't realize was coming from some shit like that. And a lot of the dudes just refuse to acknowledge it because I'm a fucking man and I fucking deal with that. Just fucking shut it down. Shut it down, man. For what? Get over your fucking masculine, your masculine bullshit. That's fine. Be a manly man. Shoot a gun, swing an axe, go kill a fucking deer. That's great. That doesn't mean that you can't shed a tear, that you can't admit that you're having fucking problems or that you need somebody to shut the fuck up and listen to you for a second. At any point in time, if you can't live on both sides of your emotions, if you were like, no, I'm a fucking man, I fucking do manly shit, everything, yeah, hammers and fucking, I'm a man and beat my chest and raw meat and we don't fucking cry and I won't ever hug you because I'm a man with shake hands. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. You want to show me a man? You get to sit down and go out and fucking shoot a deer, come home, drink a beer, sit around the campfire after you just killed and skinned that fucking deer and have a moment with your boys and be like, yeah, I fucking love you, man. That's some manly shit. Yeah. Not this toxic masculinity. Fucking, <laughs> I'm a fucking man. Make me a sandwich. I'm fucking fixing my truck, bitch. Fuck you. And everybody wants to take that shit all. That's the ignorant bullshit. Get mad. Cool. If you're if you're getting mad about this shit right now, cool. That's the point. I don't give a fuck how big your truck is. I don't give a fuck how many deer you shot. I don't care what, how many women how, you've how many, been with. Yeah, how many wrenches you turn daily, how you got a manly ass job, and I can weld fucking this around and fucking that but do. great. But, fucking awesome. When's the last time you hugged your kid? But the moment you guys sit there and you're like, oh well, I don't cry, I don't shed tears, or we don't do this. You're telling on yourself, like literally that you're just like, I'm sorry. And people like that to me are not meant I, to th- like, that's, that's too, uh, I, I, oh. that's too much pressure. <clears throat> that is way too much pressure to put on yourself to never be able to do that. Like you can't just be sitting there and just shed a tear. Yeah. You don't get to do that. Cause, cause I'm a, I'm a man. Yeah. Look, John Rambo, go fuck yourself. Get out of it. Rambo cried. Fucking Rambo cried. The fuck out of here with that bullshit. Tell me John Rambo's not a fucking man. Rambo cried. Nothing is over. Nothing. <laughs> Rambo cried. You can cry. The fuck out of here. Conan almost did. 
Conan almost did when the old girl did come back to life. But instead, he 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 went the man route. Shut it down. You don't answer my prayers. Then the hell with you. Axis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, Subadai cried for him because Subadai was a man. Okay. Subadai also spent like three weeks locked up on a rock, just waiting for fucking wolves to eat him and shit. So, I mean, oh, yeah. kind of invalidates the point. But John Rambo cried, so men could cry. <laughs> Rocky cried. <laughs> Rambo, Rambo, see, Sly cries. You could cry. Bruce Willis cries. I'm sure. Some point in time, I, I, I want to know somewhere. What, he oh he he cried on moonlighting. Yeah, you're good. So what what would be the answer, bro? What would be the answer that they would have to tell us? Like, okay, cool. What is it? What is it that you want me to do? To help you get through this, whoever it is out there that feels this way, you know, about I just, uh, I just, I, you know, what is it? Like, I, because I'm trying to be the listener here for anybody, but I have no fucking idea. No way. No how. It's well, almost like. Okay, here's, here's the thing is if you can watch uh, The Seven Samurai, The Great Escape, oh, uh, fuck, what's the other one? Um, where they all. The big, the big red one. Okay. Something like that. Uh, has Lee Marvin and all those guys that go into the, the world war two, they go into like the, the German camp and everybody dies when they're storming the castle and shit like that. Okay. If you can watch any of those movies and not cry, you're dead inside. And as a man, you're allowed to cry at all three of those movies at any fucking point in time you want. As soon as the first dude dies, you can cry. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You can cry. If you don't cry at Seven Samurai at certain points in that movie, I don't fucking trust you. I'm sorry. Yeah. You if it no. If if when they're just when they're it's just showing the flag and all the fucking crosses, if if you don't at least get one single tear or like I don't even if you'd like, no, take it back, take it back. Even if you do that. I'll accept it. But at that point in time, there's some shit you could cry at, bro. I'm sorry. There really fucking is. And I don't know why the, we're being taught this, too, that men can't, you know, have emotions or whatever. It's like even those guys out there who are like that, like, no, that's not how we teach our kids. Or that's not. Okay, so now what? I'm just, I'm the flamer. Look, I'm the fucking look, idiot because I'm the one that wants to speak look, on it. We, we know dudes that I give hella shit yeah. for watching stuff like Bridget Jones' Diary and shit like that. Yeah. Okay? That's a whole different thing. I will fuck with you about watching that. And it's not because, I don't know if you cry watching it or not, but it's because you're watching Bridget Jones' Diary. Yes. Okay, I'm going to fuck with you with that. It's, it's the same reason that I fuck with you with, about your saying fuck in front of your mom. Yeah. It's, it's a completely biased opinion. But I'm still going to fuck with you with it because it's funny. Yeah. But I will go home and be like, I'm going to watch this movie. It's going to make me cry. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking cry. And I'm going to watch the fuck out of this movie and just fucking <laughs> cry. And I'm fucking good with it. There's no fucking reason you can't do that. It's completely fucking okay. You know why? You know why? I'm a better band than I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> That will always be the award-winning moment. Yes. Oh, oh, there's so many people that have no idea what the fuck that means. You want to know what's funny? I was going through all the movies just the other day just to get them kind of organized. I got to put them away. Yeah. And I have all the Do you have footage, all of the DVDs? Everything basically that's been released. Really? Yeah. That's... Even the superheroes movie, the documentary. See, I still have that one in my closet. Yeah. I came across that the other day. 
Because I got to get rid of all the movies in my closet so I got more room for all my shoes. So, Sunday, Mother's Day, all y'all out there. We'll give a quick shout out to all the sponsors just because, you know, we're getting out there and just loving each other. And never tell you guys, though, you know, how many times Mikey touches my leg underneath the table and stuff. You know, it's like, oh. But anyways, yeah, so got a shout out Lane Vision Network, always helping us, getting all of our production needs in order. He's always been great. He's been working with me even since I started on the YouTube channel. Yeah. So check him out. He's got a lot of stuff he's working with. Uh, he's also owner of Gorilla Depot. All your t-shirt needs. Hit them up. He hasn't got me. If you hear this, Jose, I'm waiting. We're waiting. The, those We're waiting Park for the Rosa Park shirts. Hey, on. man, you know what? That that dude's out having a good time yeah. right now. Yeah. So no rush. No rush, bro. I'm just yeah. saying. Not, none but love. And I'm a, I'm honestly a little bit jealous of that view he's got right now, dude. I, oh, oh, yeah. I like, where is he? Like, I know he went to Houston, but. I don't know where the fuck he's at, but he's like. A corner away from the fucking ocean. Yeah. Like literally. No, I, I don't know exactly the spot, but I remember he told me Cali. He's in Cali. So all I know is is I watched him on Snapchat. Like within like three Snapchat videos. Like not not like separate videos, but like in like three recording sequences. Leave the door, turn the corner. Oh look, there's the beach. Yeah. Fucking good on you, homeboy. Shit. Oh yeah. Homeboy's working, hustling. That's is a hustling motherfucker. So, any y'all need some me media needs or t-shirt needs, hit them up. Uh, and then we got the guys from Frankie's Tattoo, always helping us out with the spot. They they rent us out this little booth here. They just don't know it yet. Um, it's, it's where our partially life's audience comes from. Any of you guys that like tattoos, don't even, man? Don't even listen. Yeah. Tattoos. Anybody out there with tattoos listening? Fuck you, Rick. Hit, hit us up, man. Yeah. Fuck off, Rick. We tried to give him a shout out. He, he, if he's listening to the other ones, and that's the thing too. I could literally say anything right now about him. He ain't gonna hear it. Don't still there's no point. Not, not fucking once. So, guys at Frankie's, hit us up. Yeah, got the semi live studio audience. Cthulhu in the house, always a big help. And then Jeff Knuckles TV, I run it. <laughs> I might as well just get that out there. Uh, yeah, I was just saying so, that's your thing. Yeah, I try to have fun with it. So, I. Maybe I'll bring it up real quick. So one thing I want to do is I'll put some pictures in it too, white looks. I have, I want to give a shout out to my boy Mikey here right now. Cause back about two years ago, I told him I've never owned a pair of Jordans and I always wanted to buy my first pair of Jordans. And it finally clicked on to me one day. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to buy my first pair of Jordans ever, I want to find the ugliest <laughs> pair of Jordans I can find. Okay. The ugliest ones. And no, you know, my boy, Mike, he's always, he's, I have a few tattoos that were his ideas and everything and that so forth. Well, one day he come up and he's like, dude, check it out. And he took a picture of these Jordans that he saw, Foot Locker. And he, when he showed them to me, I mean, I instantly just fell in love with them. So yeah, I'm, I'll probably put, you know, post pictures of them, show you what they are. But now I do want to post pictures. So whoever's watching on YouTube right now. I these are what the shoes look like. Just show them the shoes. You got right them on. Now. Well, no, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna show pictures too. I'm gonna show pictures, show everything. But yeah, the reason why they look like this, and I'll even show. I'll, I'll compare the two. I'm gonna put one of like the brand new ones. He he's he's giving me shit because I don't take care of them. That's hurt, the point. It hurts me every time, and I know why you do it. 
But just as a sneakerhead, something in my soul, it hurts. You saw the bottom, right? Yeah, Look at the bottom. it hurts. You know how when you start losing the soul on the bottom, it starts becoming flat? Yeah, I'll even show a picture of that right now. Um, with that, <laughs> okay, so my boy Matt, who bought him, when he bought him, he brought him in and his wife at the time told me, because I was going to go get him. Yeah. And he, all of a sudden he just showed up. He's like, bro, I got you. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I ended up still getting them. He told me, they told me, like, you better wear them. You better not let these go to waste. You better wear them. So what did I do? I have just been wearing the fuck out of them. The fuck out of them shoes. So these are the Why Nots. They're Russell Westbrook's, uh, I think the version two. My daughter has a different version. But yeah, so I've already showed you what they look like and everything. This is what they look like now. And I'm just going to keep wearing them until they're just falling apart. And until then. But that's going to be my only ones. Like, I'll, I take care of my other Jordans now. <laughs> I have two more. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, Mike. That Those were the speaking, sneakers. Speaking of Jordans, I got, I got to tell you this story. So, uh, I, I've got my boy, Big B, that, that we all know that brought me the Reeboks, right? Yeah. I've got another homie named B. Okay. That, that I, I moved to Arizona. I haven't seen him in probably like a decade or something like that. Came into town the other day and hollered at me last night. He's like, hey. You got to come see me while I'm in town. I got something for you. I'm like, all right. He's like, he's like, no, I brought you them shoes. I was like, them shoes. He's like, remember when I talked to you in like February 2019? I told you I had some Jordans I was going to send to you. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, when I was packing my shit, I was like, oh, fuck. I got to take Mikey his shoes. This motherfucker came from Arizona and hollered at me just so he could see me to give me these fucking shoes. They're 2009 black and yellow Jordans. And he's like, he's like, I cleaned them up for you. Probably have to get a new insole. Dude, I pulled him out the box. It's This dude is a sneakerhead just like me. I fucking love my boy B for this. All, both my boy B's are sneakerheads. But this motherfucker, they're straight up 2009s. And they look almost like these ones I have on now, except they're high-tone yellows mm-hmm. wrapped around them. They are pristine. There's, yeah. like, there's like a little touch of, of paint I got to do on one side. Other than that. They're 2009s. He bought them in 2009. Did he never wear them? He did. Oh. But he rotates his shoes like me. Well, I, we were talking, dude. I was like, how many sneakers you got? He's like, because oh, he he only wears J's. Okay. So he, he's, he's like, like Kevin. He's like Kevin and me put together because <laughs> he only wears J's, but he's got 47 pairs of J's. Damn. Yeah. And they're clean. He showed me a picture. I was like, yeah. He's like, hey, this is my closet. We got these ones. I'm looking like, oh. Oh, those are dope. He's like, yeah, see, well, I brought you those 2009s because I got another set of them right here. <laughs> but nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now I, I was like, shit, yeah. So, so yeah. He, he was fucking with me because I posted a picture one day that I was like, a, that I was like, yeah, I, when I got that first, back when I had like 30 less pairs of shoes and I had that one closet all full and stocked up, I posted a picture. like, I don't see any J's in there. I was like, well, my box didn't fit in there. He's like, I don't see any fucking J's in there. He was like, well, then send me some. <laughs> send me, send me, I'm looking for some black and yellows to rock with my Wu-Tang shirt. Send me some. He's like, all right, I got you. I was like, oh, okay. And then I guess he tried to send them, and they got sent back to him. He's like, fuck it. And we just kind of forgot about it. And oh, he, was com- he was coming out. He was like, shit, I got to bring you them fucking shoes. I'm like, three years. I need to get them fucking shoes, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's fucking yeah. dope. Shout out to your boy, B. Hell yeah, yeah man. That's fucking dope. So, Yeah. We're here fucking Mother's Day. Gonna gonna go see my mom tomorrow. You gonna go see your mom in a minute, huh? I already saw my mom today. I bought my mom a five and a half foot tall metal flamingo from from Hobby Lobby. Just a decoration? Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, my mom, my mom likes all like it, when I was a kid, it was butterflies, mm-hmm. and then it was like eggs, 
like weird random like ornamental eggs and shit like that. And then my nephew, uh, you know, one of, one of my nephews bought her like a flamingo thing. And she's like, oh my God, that's so cute. And now it's changed to flamingos. Like everybody's just buying her flamingo shit. So me and the girl were going through Hobby Lobby last week and like I walk in the door and there's like no bullshit. Like, like a five foot fucking tall metal flamingo. Like big yard art motherfucker like staring me right in the fucking face. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I'm buying that now. So literally we walked around the store and we were on our way out and I was like, oh shit, hold on. I got to bite that bird. And I walked in there and grabbed, like picked it up by its neck and walked in there and set it down in the cashier and she's just staring at me like, I, I want the flamingo. <laughs> what the fuck? So yeah, we I get a flamingo and it's me and the girl walking out to my car and I'm just literally, I'm holding this flamingo, this big ass metal flamingo by the neck as I walk out to my car, pop my trunk, throw it in there, do, 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 do. got home, my parents were gone out buying groceries and shit like that. So I literally, I walk in there and I just set it in the middle of the front room. Like their chairs are here, the couches are here, the TV here, and right dead center in the middle of the fucking room, I just set this giant fucking flamingo down. Did she know you got it? And then we just went off. Like we, we left again and went shopping and shit like that. I get home, my mom's just sitting there in her chair. And it's still there? And it's still sitting in the middle of the room. <laughs> I was like, could have moved that. You, you, like you, you could have moved. I'm like, here, I'll move it. So I moved it over to the side and it hasn't moved. It's still sitting in the front room. It's a lawn ornament. It's still sitting in the front room. <laughs> it's a lawn ornament. Yeah. Like all my family has come by over the past two days. Like I, when I. And that I'm, flamingo's just right that there. Flamingo's been sitting right there the whole damn time. Hell yeah. yeah. Two of my sisters, my brother came over yesterday. One of my sisters came over, or no, my brother and two of my sisters came over today. And then one of my sisters came over yesterday and the whole time sitting right there in our far, in front of our fireplace in the family room is a five and a half foot tall metal fucking pink flamingo that I call Floyd. La Garza. I call it Floyd. No, it's not a racist joke. It's alliteration. He's a flamingo. So he's Floyd. Also, as my other sister pointed out, he's pink. Floyd. <laughs> Yeah, my oldest sister. My <laughs> oldest sister pointed that out to me, and I was like, shit, I'm the one that smokes weed. How did I not get that fucking joke? <laughs> Bing Floyd. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that, Johnny. Thank yeah. you. I called him Floyd because it's Floyd Flamingo. I like the alliteration. Yeah. She's like, oh, because he's pink. I was like, shit, I missed the obvious joke. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we do it. <laughs> so, hell yeah, man. So... Here we go. Here we go. You ready to wrap up? You ready to? I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? Send anything on. The last thing I would have uh, just came up to mind that I was thought it was kind of neat that me and, me and Sam are going to start doing. You know how like all the news, all the streaming um, apps, everything, they all have TV shows, everything. Uh-huh. We're going to start going through because I know we're not going to have time to binge watch everything because especially with everything new coming oh, out. Yeah. We're going to go through and start finding all of our shows that we watched here and there. You know, a lot of shows that we kept up on and stuff. And we're going to watch the series finales of all of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, just the way it ended. Just the way it ended. Because we watched Will and Grace. That's what brought it up. And I asked her about it. She goes, I swear to you. So I, we watched it last night. And she was like, well, let's watch another one. I was like, okay. And she, when she was watching Will and Grace, she was like, I remember this one. I was like, so you didn't know it was the season series finale? She goes, no, I guess not. So... She was like, well, what do you want to do now? I was like, which one? She goes, Golden Girls. I was like, oh, I fucking have never seen the ending of it. So we put it on. How bro. does that end? I've never seen the final episode of that. Do you, do you really want to know how yeah. it ends? Okay. So it starts off with Blanche and she gets a call from. Does Dorothy some, just kill everybody? 
No. It just snaps. <laughs> like it has World War II flashbacks and just kills everybody. <laughs> I wish. Although the whole time I kept thinking, I was like, she was in the Marines. Oh, she was, was in the Marines. Was it after I told you that about B. Arthur? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was last night. We watched. Oh, okay. We watched, yeah. So it starts off where Blanche gets a phone call from somebody and I guess her uncle is coming into town. But the guy that she got a phone call from is like a one night stand and she wants to just bang him. Okay. So she's getting that set up. Well, she gets, she's trying to get somebody to go take her uncle out for the day. Uh-huh. And she tries to get uh, Rose and it didn't work. And then she starts talking to Sophia and Sophia's like, yeah, ask uh, Dorothy. <laughs> like she just pawns it off right on Dorothy. So she goes and asks Dorothy and Dorothy's like, yeah, cool. So they go out and apparently Blanche told both of them, like they so wanted to meet each other and that they're so, cause his, the, the, the uncle was a widower. He, the wife's already been dead. And so they start talking and it's Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> fucking yeah. What the fuck? Naked gun. So, and it was so weird to see him like not being all fucking parody type, you know? So they're sitting there and they go out on the date and then they figure out that Blanche set him up and everything. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to plan it that we are getting married. And so they plan it and they scare Blanche and basically it goes into the second episode. And she's like, so, no, I don't want you guys to get married, blah, blah, blah. But she's on board with it. She's like, I can't stop you guys, whatever. And so they basically end up falling in love for real. And he tells her, he's like, well, let's get married for real. She's like, for real? She's like, yeah. And so they make it to where they're going. And so they're going to move to Atlanta. And Sophia is going to go with them. And towards the end, Sophia's like, I'm not going. And Dorothy's like, why not? She goes, I'm staying here with my girls. And she stays there with Blanche and Rose and they end up staying in the house. And it's kind of neat towards the end. Dorothy's leaving and she's like, I'm going to miss you girls, my angels. And she comes in and she gives them a hug and her thing. And she goes and she walks out and they're just sitting there. And then all of a sudden she comes rushing right back in. Oh my God, I missed you and everything. And she does it right again. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And so they go, she goes walking out and they're just sitting there and they're waiting. And then all of a sudden she comes in from the side. <laughs> oh my God, I just can't, can't do it. I'm just out. Oh my God, okay. And then she goes walking out again. And then as soon as they walk out, because you can see how they came, she came in from like the den. All of a sudden Betty Rose, or, or Rose, Betty White, she's all like, just starts looking again, just to see if she's coming in again. But then basically it just ended as that, is that Sophia stayed with the girls. They stayed in Miami and then... Dorothy moved to so Atlanta they, they, with it. They just lost the mu- the muscle from the cocaine drug ring that they ran. That's basically all that happens. Yeah, that's yeah, all. Yeah. But yeah, it was really neat to just see like this whole thing come to an end. I was like, oh. So now I just want to go binge watch yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> So for those of you that don't know why I keep making the muscle reference and the, the World War II jo- jokes against uh, about B. Arthur, she drove trucks, supply trucks for the Marines in World War II. That's why you can't fuck with B. Arthur. Like in all the roasts she was on and stuff like that, people are talking shit to her. She's just staring up like, motherfucker, I'll kill you. Yep. She probably fucking would because she was a fucking Marine truck driver in World War II. Goddamn. Makes you rest in power. Hell yeah. She's up there just bench pressing motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, look, y'all, don't be a dick. Be nice to people. Read a goddamn book.